or of any other kind of child. From the first day of class, my attention was arrested by the self-confidence that Maria Laura projected over the table. She was a warrior. She was armed with a vast arsenal of knowledge. She dared to share pieces of this knowledge, and even to question the reliability of their sources, but to present them nevertheless as probabilities. She opened herself before us with a fortitude that I could do nothing but admire and envy at the same time. I had never seen anything like her. Before then, the women I had had as points of reference were scarce and depressing. My mother hadn't died yet, but you could say she wasn't alive either. She was a body that had surrendered its volition to her husband, my father, although sometimes she could give the impression that she'd never had a will of her own. My father did as he pleased with her, and that generally entailed having a meal of gastronomical excellence on the table at two o'clock sharp, a meal always similar to the one from the previous day and to that of the next, a meal that would never forsake any of its traditional ingredients under the pretense of innovation with some modernity like soy sauce or sesame seeds. In addition to the fact that she cooked like a robot— She could often be found standing in front of an uncovered five-liter stew pot waiting for the water to boil. She was not alive because she had closed her eyes to reality. It had been five years since her first child, the eldest of six brothers, had turned into a different person. He had his first schizophrenic episode, was put on medication, and from then on was different around all of us, who at first didn't even know how to treat him. I was scared of him. His drooping, drugged eyes, accompanied by a new repertoire of gestures and ways of moving, I wouldn't call how he maneuvered down the hallway with thunderous little steps, walking, were like a warning. It could also happen to me. My mother coped by closing her eyes. What her firstborn son had wasn't schizophrenia. It was nothing. And so she began to cultivate the ability to not look, despite having, by all appearances, her eyes open. I don't understand my remote past, childhood and adolescence, in which one lives without understanding or paying attention. I was an idiot. Clarice Lispector The last night I spent in catechase, I woke before dawn. I got dressed and set off in the direction of the beach, walking at cruise speed, propelled by energies that my body was incapable of absorbing. I felt I was feeling too much, a martyr of the times in which I was forced to live. Poor me. Incomprehension. Pain. I had an inner life that was far too active and secret. One day it would manifest itself, or else I would explode. I would be an erupting volcano. I wanted the world to see me and single me out, There goes a heroine from the end of the twentieth century, another anonymous heroine fallen prey to the ruinous enchantments of the city. There goes an anorexic pampered princess. When I was finally in the sea, the floating black algae, which was perceptible only by touch and felt like rotten lettuce, prompted me at once to both get out of the water and go outside of myself. I was so free— I don't know how to explain it, and excessively emotional. I would cry over anything. And I read. I read like a crazy woman. Clarice Lispector Like Clarice Lispector, 
As a bewildered teenager, I, too, was a weeper, which in Catalan they call una bleda. What reason was there behind my tears? Not much of one, to tell the truth. I thought about myself too much, so much that I could already see the line that ran directly from my birth to my death, passing through loneliness, misfortune, and ugliness. And suddenly I was crushed under the weight of my own coffin, although I had hardly lived. But the worst part was feeling like it was impossible to communicate what happened to me. I needed to do something, because my girlish body that refused to grow had a boiling pot for a head, and my older brother had already proven that what you have in your brain, a little pile of mental constructs that you yourself formed, can ruin you if it's not well anchored, well calculated, well structured. A drop fell, who knows, from my wet skin onto my hand or from my forehead onto my chin. I went outside of my